Welcome to Salisbury Christian Church's Sermon Podcast. The sermon you are about to listen to was delivered on April 1st, 2012. This week, we take a look at Palm Sunday and how we can receive our King Jesus. Be sure to check out our website at salisburychristianchurch.org for the latest news and events at Salisbury Christian Church. Obviously, uh, today is Palm Sunday, and uh, we had the children come forward this morning and uh, wave the palm leaves and things like that. And uh, I remember as a kid uh, doing that sort of thing, but of course the, uh, the palm branches uh, probably turned into weapons as soon as they were uh, <coughs> anything. They, they hurt when you whack somebody with them too. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been cheered for? Not have you cheered, but have you been cheered for? Have you ever been part of a victory parade? I remember, well, I don't remember. Mom uh, tells us that uh, when we were little, uh, Nick and I would, uh, we would sometimes be in parades where they'd take the wagon behind us. We'd be in the wagon, they'd drag the wagon behind them. And, you know, I don't remember being in a parade, but uh, in that type of parade. But I remember we were in homecoming parades and things like that. Not as a homecoming king or anything, but probably marching in a band or something like that. But um, there's something about a parade that you can't help but smile at. Uh, it's, I don't know, just the music maybe or, or everybody cheering. But there's one type of parade, a, a victory parade. And I think Mason's upset at my preaching already. Poor little guy. Um, a victory parade, you, you cannot help but want to be part of a victory parade. Now, I told Austin that he was going to have a little part in the sermon today. And uh, I remember back in uh, 2000 when the boys won the state championship, baseball and basketball. I remember uh, going through after every win at super sec well, at sectional, at super sectional, and then at state, you know, we'd drive around the town and wake everybody up after we got back from Peoria. And and then we would have a victory parade where the guys would get uh, on the fire engine and would ride around town, and everyone was there to see them. Now, Austin, did they have a, a parade for you guys for the state, for you guys winning state? They didn't have one for you? The fire truck? The, there was, everybody was there to see you guys, right? To uh, praise you for your accomplishments. And that's got, that's got to feel good. <laughs> that's got to feel good, especially to uh, high schoolers and even middle schoolers. It's, it's got to feel good to know that people are there clapping and, and cheering and making as much noise as possible. And even if you weren't a part of that parade, there was no way that you, could not, uh, that you couldn't not catch the excitement. Today, we're going to be looking at a parade. A parade for Jesus in Matthew 21, starting at the very first uh, verse of chapter 21 in Matthew. But first, as always, we've got to take a step back. We've got to look at some of the Old Testament references to understand exactly what was going on here. As I've often said, you cannot disconnect the New Testament from the Old Testament because really I think the Old Testament holds a lot of the keys to interpreting what's in the New Testament. 
If you don't know the Old Testament, you can't possibly understand what's in the New. Um, the Old Testament pointed to a Messiah. In God's story, in the story that we have in the Old Testament and the New Testament, God understood that His people need to be, needed to be delivered. First, we had Egypt. We had Babylon. We had several other things where God stepped in and delivered His people from being captive. But the prophets of old told about a Messiah, one that would come who would conquer once for all the adversaries of Israel. No longer would they have to be continually delivered over and over and over again. The Jews uh, had constantly asked for God's deliverance, and we see that first in Psalm uh, 118. And this is what it says. Psalm 118, verses 22, on down to 26. It says, The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, save us. O Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. In verse 25, it says, O Lord, save us. In this Hebrew word, now I'm going to probably get the pronunciation wrong, it is... Yashana, which means save. Now, the Greeks took Yashana, and uh, we'll talk about the word where they get here in a minute. Yashana, save us, O Lord. In Jeremiah 23, we also get a picture of who this Messiah, or what this Messiah is going to be. Jeremiah 23, 5 says this. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord our righteousness. Jeremiah picks up on the fact that Israel was wanting a savior was wanting somebody to come once for all to establish the kingdom on earth. But the real key to our passage today, those things have some things to do with what we're going to talk about, but the real key to our passage is in Zechariah 9, 9. The title of this section that has been put in here by the NIV says, The Coming of Zion's King. Zechariah 9, 9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of uh, Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle, in some version it says humble, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Where do we get that picture from? Who fits this picture? The answer you may know is Jesus. From these scriptures, though, the Jews believed that a political king, some human uh, person would come to the throne of Israel, the actual physical throne of Israel, a political figure that would reign on the throne, and they wanted a human figure to overthrow all foreign oppressors to bring 
peace. We come to our episode today, and it's no doubt that the crowds within Jerusalem on that Sunday before Passover had this on their minds. The Jews knew, probably knew about who Jesus was. They at least knew that he was a great teacher. He had been in Galilee. He had been in Jerusalem and throughout the land of Israel. And you probably would have heard of Jesus. And so they started putting the pieces together, trying to understand who this guy really was and trying to understand if he truly was the Messiah that had been foretold by the prophets of old. And that day, when they were in Jerusalem, the people, it would have been uh, very, very crowded in the city on this day. Uh, Pilgrims from every uh, tribe and every uh, town and city in in Israel had come to Jerusalem to celebrate, celebrate the Passover. And it is in this scene, in this huge crowd, that the Israelites have come to celebrate the Passover. And Jesus was doing the same. He and his disciples were coming from Jericho, and they were coming to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. You see, Jesus had amassed a huge following in the latter part of his ministry. Uh, It wasn't just the 12 disciples. It was probably hundreds of disciples that would have followed him along. And it says that he has come from Jericho, the city of palms is what it was called in the Old Testament. They come from Jericho and they start to descend upon the city of Jerusalem. But before he gets to the city, he stops his followers and tells two of his disciples to go down into one of the outlying villages and there they will find a donkey, a colt of a donkey that they are supposed to commandeer and bring back to Jesus so that he may set himself upon this colt and ride into Jerusalem. Well, the disciples do as Jesus says, and it's exactly as he has stated. There next to its mother is a colt. And they start to take it away, and a couple stop them and say, Hey, what are you doing here? You know, you can't have these donkeys. These are ours. Well, the disciples responded as Jesus had said and said, the Lord needs these. The Lord needs these now. And the two, the people let them go and and they go to Jesus. The next part that comes in the story is, 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 is what is significant in our text today. The first thing that the disciples do in Matthew 21, after they bring the colt back to Jesus. It says in verse 6 of Matthew 21, The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. Now, why would they put cloaks over these donkeys? It wasn't just because it didn't have a saddle. And there really wasn't saddles back then that they would use like that. They put their cloaks on there because they finally understood that here Jesus, the king, was going to be sitting on this filthy animal. 
and it was not right for a king to sit on the back of a filthy animal. So they needed something to cover it. So they put their cloaks, they put their coats over the back of the donkey. And Jesus ascends to the back of the donkey and they start to make their way to Jerusalem. Jesus makes his entrance. And what an entrance it is. On his way to Jerusalem, the people from Jericho, remember it was called the City of Palms, they start cutting down some of the palm branches from Jericho. And all the way from Jericho to Jerusalem, they have these palms in there, waving them in the air, cheering for Jesus. This was a parade to behold. They were waving their palm tree or their palm leaves in the air, shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Remember that word from Psalm that we said? Yashana. Hosanna, save us. Yashana, save us. Hosanna in the highest. It also says here in verse 8, a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road. Now, every time somebody was riding a donkey, they didn't do this. <laughs> they wouldn't have just taken off their coats and put it on the ground for just anybody. This was a sign of a royal procession. You see, the palm leaves that they got from Jericho were often used in victory parades that uh, they may have had when Israel conquered a land or a king would ascend to the throne. They would take these palm branches and they would wave them in the air and they would lay them on the ground to pave a path, a clear path for this royal king. And this is what they were doing for Jesus. There is no doubt that when they saw Jesus riding that colt, that they automatically went to Zechariah 9.9. The prophecy that was given so many hundreds of years before Jesus was now being fulfilled. But there's something here that the Jews missed. Remember we said that they wanted a political king. They wanted somebody to ascend the throne of David and take over the land of Israel and restore it to its greatness as it once had been under David. But Jesus was not there to be a political king. He was there to be something so much more than a political king. He was supposed to be the king. But yet, the Jews do not understand. Now, Matthew doesn't record a part that Luke adds. In Luke 19, we get an episode that Luke obviously sees as important. Luke 19, verse 39. This is before they get to the city. And it says, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to them, there's the Pharisees again. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Jesus replied, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace. 
but now it's hidden from your eyes. The day will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. The Jews had missed the importance of this day. Sure, they wanted a political king, but as I said, Jesus was so much more. Jesus weeps for this city, a city that he had loved, that he had seen his uh, disciples work in, and that he had tried uh, to uh, bring peace to, but they still did not understand. The Jews had given a parade for a king. But what would bring them peace? Not peace in a worldly sense, but peace in a spiritual sense. They could not see it was hidden from their eyes. The Jews had given a parade for a king, yes, but not a parade fit for the king. As we know, and as we'll talk about later on this week, uh, the Jews were turned against Jesus uh, because of the Pharisees and maybe even because the Jews finally saw, well, this guy isn't the political king that we wanted. The Jews eventually turn on Jesus and turn him over to be crucified. The ones who had given him a parade on Sunday had given him a march to death on Friday. They had missed the king. The king. I pray that we do not miss our king. And that we can see him for all he is. Because if we do, if we do accept Jesus for all he is, not just as a powerful human being, but as God himself, as the savior of the world, if we accept him as that, we will get to be a part of something much greater. In Revelation 7, 9, John writes this, probably with the episode of the triumphal entry on his mind. Revelation 7, 9, he says, After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, every tribe, every people and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. John got it. Some of Jesus' disciples got it. Those who were converted in the day of Pentecost understood what Jesus was all about. And in the day, in that day, the last days that, that we finally are gathered to God, here it says we will be in a parade of all parades. 
one that is fit for the king. Let's give Jesus the glory, the praise, the honor, the parade that the king deserves.